0: Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aimron, And this is the instant cast for Season 4, Episode 9, titled After, which we all know it's after the uh, prison break by the governor. Yep. Uh, what did you think of this episode?
1: I thought it was okay.
0: It Okay, was a, huh?
1: It, it was, I mean... You know, If you listened to any of our podcasts, the last few podcasts, I've really been looking forward to seeing the storyline, um, and there's a lot of things I liked about it, uh, I, and I, I want to see it again. My concern was I just don't know if the actors involved had quite enough to do that heavy lifting.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, I thought they pulled it off really well.
1: Okay. Well, I mean- I was kind so of on the t- other side of the fence there. The two problem. I'll, I'll do the the minorest one first. Like I was super excited to see a flashback, let alone a Michonne <laughs> flashback. Uh-huh, me too. I'm like, holy shit! It's been like two and a half years since we've seen one of these things. Uh, and then when it became a dream sequence, I'm like, okay, I kind of because it's you still get basically all all the facts of a flashback yeah. with an extra level of context and emotion, right? Sure. You know, this,
0: and and it also uh, it's a little more interesting. Yeah. Uh, been a flashback, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, but then when at the end where Michonne just kind of lost her shit and freaked out about and, and showed some genuine like fear, dread, panic. I don't know if I bought it. And and it could be just because I'm not used to that character showing those emotions. Yeah. This was like a I've different s- side of her for sure. I've seen her be pissed. I've seen her be happy. <laughs> wait, I've wait, wait. Her- when was she pissed? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 90, the, the 95% <laughs> of the time she's not been happy. Um, but, uh, and I've seen her like, you know, concerned, alarmed, uh, but I've never seen her just like, you know, and, and this, I don't know, something about that scream was just a little off for me. I was, I, I and again, it could just be because I'm not used to that character. And then sure. Carl, I mean, that was a almost word for word. Um, you know, his speech with his dad being uh, unconscious about being able to un- unable to protect everyone mm-hmm. was just about word for word for what the comic book said with some, um, you know, factual adjustments for, you know, the fact that there's people there that weren't there. Okay. Um, but, again, uh, and there's a lot of people on Facebook were kind of like ragging on Carl, like, you know, what the hell's wrong with them, blah, blah, blah. If anything, I would like to have seen some more uh fury like just real anger from Mm -hmm. carl in that circumstance because i thought it's perfectly justified for this kid to be angry at this dad in this circumstance
0: yeah it's weird so uh, before we get too far into the carl and rick relationship here i wanted to say one more thing about the flashback uh i like how uh the it it felt like when carl was sitting there on the floor pointing the gun at his dad and his dad was kind of reaching for him like this was going to turn into another flashback or yeah. you know another dream
1: a dream sequence
0: right uh because he has that same shirt that he's had on forever and he looks like a little bit younger his hair is not as as greasy at that point mm-hmm. uh so i i thought it was really cool because that that kept you guessing like is right. rick uh, a zombie in carl's dream or what's going on here right so that added kind of another layer. Um, so, yeah, let's let's talk about Carl and Rick's relationship. You said um, that you didn't think there was enough anger
1: shown by Carl. Right. Uh, you know, again, the – well, I don't know if there's not enough. I'm just saying I think it was there as written. I just don't know that Chandler Riggs uh, had enough uh, bottom to or, – or had enough stuff inside him to bring all that that was on the page uh, to the front. Um, yeah. You know, in the comic, it was devastating. And also, as I kind of worried about in the preseason cast, um, I think even if he had successfully brought the anger, I don't know that I would have bought the later vulnerability either. Because Mm -hmm. in the comics, like Carl's like eight or nine. And that's a whole, you know, seeing an eight or nine year old talk to his daddy that way is a lot different than seeing an adolescent talk to his dad that way. Sure, and then seeing the breakdown, and the I can't do it at the end, and just kind of acceptance of whatever happens is a lot different when it's coming from a, an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old versus thirteen-year-old. So, I, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm really dogging on the episode because I'm not. Um, I'm just noting where my expectations were at versus how it uh, it got it got met. But yeah, I, you know, if you. Carl and his dad, they've been struggling you know, over the concept of Carl being a man and Carl being ready for responsibility and Carl being able to handle himself. And to see the prison situation blow up in Rick's face mm-hmm. um, like that, that he had let the governor be out there, they had played farmer, and he failed to protect all those people, and yet immediately a- – failed to protect Judith, um, and yet immediately after that, Rick is already – you know, don't do that. Don't do this. Stay back behind. Let me do this. Even though car- Rick's fucking hardly able to stay on his feet, yeah. he can't swing a hatchet hard enough to <laughs> to penetrate a zombie's you know uh, r- soft yeah. as a rotten melon head, <laughs> a walker rotted skull. <laughs> yeah, that's the the we apparently is it's consistently a bread pudding from what we've seen. <laughs> um, and he's lecturing him on his language. I mean, it's 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 laughable how weak rick is making himself look in comparison to carl in this episode so i I think in that circumstance Hmm. a kid like carl is going to pop off at his dad and would be i'd worry about him i'd worry about what the hell what kind of survivor he was if he didn't honestly
0: yeah so it's interesting that he will you know bang on the walls and curse and just be a general dick to his dad Uh, to his face, but then the only time he's willing to actually say what the problem he has with it is, is when he's unconscious. Sure. So there's, there's a level of, I feel like Carl understands maybe a little bit that this is not totally Rick's fault. Like he has tried to do what he thought was the right thing, but at the same time, he's very angry at him at the events that have transpired. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't, I don't know. I felt there was some kind of balance there. That maybe Carl himself wasn't even acknowledging, and then you know the opportunity presented itself to yell at his dad, and so he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, we, yeah, at the end when he breaks down, um, we definitely see that there is a little bit more to it than him just being angry about not being able to protect him.
1: Yeah, and and honestly, this is the this is the scene I kind of was expecting uh, before. I, I think. Maybe part of my problem is that Andrew Lincoln just built this fucking scene way up at the the various interviews I've seen him give. Which scene is that? that? The one that he he had with the uh, uh with the Rick and Carl. Uh, this whole episode, basically. Okay, yeah, yeah. And like I said, I, I think he did a fine job. I was just expecting some, you know, Breaking Bad. You know, Walt. <laughs> like 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 you uh, compare this scene to the one where like Walter White is, like, hopped up on meds, pain meds, and hallucinates that his son, mm-hmm. Walt Jr., is, is Jesse. Uh, Jesse. I was, ex- I, again, from the way Andrew Lincoln was talking, I was expecting something like that. Yeah, yeah. And what I got was a mere mortal performance. Well, and The and problem was, my- they didn't have him in his underwear. Like,
0: you can't <laughs> deliver a performance like that unless you're in your underwear.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, Rick need to get out of his boots, out of his jeans uh yeah it it, but uh, otherwise i mean Uh, god his makeup yeah he was beat the fuck in oh yeah definitely
0: he looked really bad uh i i don't know i i like the episode a lot man i don't know uh really that i agree with the problems that you had with it i thought the acting was really good especially denai just delivered there at the end especially
1: yes yes again i i I, if she has a weakness and i'm not saying she has because i need to see episode twice i think it's just showing like pants shitting panic and terror sure because yeah i definitely bought the emotion i definitely bought um i thought the most moving scene was the one that her and rick had through the door where she finally realized she found these guys she's going to be reunited with her uh, what is now her family, and Rick have feeling the same. I thought that was the most powerful moment in the episode, and that was very weird considering the subject matter for me.
0: Yeah, and then the the final line where he just says, it's for you. Yeah. That's, that was really good.
1: That was brilliant. That was really good writing.
0: Uh, um, what else do we want to talk about? I mean, there are really, those only those are the only two plots here. I, I mean, like we them. can talk about Joe and Joe Jr.'s barbecue shack <laughs> uh, being like Daryl's heaven. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You, what do you think about uh, what do you think about the uh, grave worms coming out of the zombie's brain uh, of the one that Carl killed the last of the zombie uh, dog pile? Uh, I, I that was cool sure I'm just saying' like you know again I keep wondering how they're going to raise the bar and how they're going to keep inventing having new interesting walkers well you know having worms crawling in and out of them is not a bad uh, place to start. Um what did you think about uh, I want to have a funny take in my survival review this Friday about Carl eating 128 ounces <laughs> of chocolate pudding. No no, it
0: was only 112. <laughs> oh, it was 112, so, it was
1: 128. <laughs> an institution make much an institutional size can of uh chocolate pudding. Yeah, that I thought they were going, beans at first and I was a little worried. The poor kid is going to have uh, some interesting bowel movements over the next 24 to 48 hours. Oh yeah. Gonna, there's going to be some spectacular shits taking place. <laughs> um, you know, th- did you have a problem with how relatively careless Carl was in this episode?
0: Uh, not really. I felt like that was about where he needed to be. You know, I mean, yeah. he's not, he's not actually a man. He's not the size of a man. um, and, and he is inexperienced. I mean, he's gotten a yeah. little taste of action in the prison right. stuff, but.
1: But he's never worked solo. Yeah, exactly. He's, not he's, like he's a, always been he, with Michonne
0: or his dad or somebody.
1: He's not like a Daryl or a Michonne. I mean, shit, his dad isn't a Daryl and Michonne. And yeah. has more. Uh, there's a couple of people making snarky comments about it on Facebook, and then I think someone had to defend take. Uh, shoot, I can't remember the name. Uh, but he said, you got to remember, this guy is half Lori so <laughs> making some questionable decisions is, is kind of like a genetic thing
0: yeah somebody in my twitter feed said that uh all that poor parenting Lori did is paying off now
1: <laughs> so. oh my god um yeah i'm trying to think um uh you did you have a problem with how effective uh, michonne's pet strategy was in this episode uh, a little bit.
0: When she was walking like side by side with walkers, I was wondering how they were not detecting her.
1: But How is that different than if she was just walking side by side with walkers?
0: Yeah, I, like, I
1: really don't know. The other zombies are like, well, if she's got them on a leash. It must be
0: cool. <laughs> it, yeah. And then when she, she pulls out her sword, she freaks out. She pulls out her sword, and she starts hacking zombies. Uh, they don't react to her. Or, I'm sorry, they do react to her. So like, well, yeah so is it the action is it the movement that's a problem if she walks like a zombie do they think she's a zombie
1: uh, yeah I don't know I mean it's it's interesting to compare this with the um, you know second episode in the season season one where glenn and and uh, uh, Rick did the guts routine yeah um, like I said I, I think the less you think about this particular thing the better and um, how I thought the camouflage worked is different than the way they showed it on the show. So mm-hmm. I, I doubt we see it again. Uh, you know, I'm not going to harp on that too much, but. Uh,
0: it was nice to see Michonne's tracking skills as well. I mean, she followed yep. Rick's boot prints right down the
1: muddy path. Yep. Found I know in those the shack. No, those boots anywhere. <laughs> uh, we get, and the, I also like the fact that they had the. um, What do you call that? I wanna say the courage, but it's not that's a bad word for it. The confidence as writers to just tell the story about Michonne and, and Carl, really. Yeah, yeah. We didn't didn't see any lip service paid to what the hell's going on with Daryl, Tyrese, uh Glenn and the bus full of mis misfit toys. Mm-hmm. Um I, I liked that about that. And I think in seasons past they wouldn't have had that confidence. They'd have had to touch in with like fan favorite Daryl at least or yeah. have him in the cold open something for the, but I, I like the fact that they did have that confidence to do that
0: yeah at, at moments during the show i was thinking oh man maybe they should have just stuck with rick and carl for this episode mm-hmm. because when they throw in a shot of michonne like looking at boot prints on the ground it would kind of break up the tension that i was feeling between rick and carl a little bit mm-hmm. uh but i think grouping them as a package michonne rick and carl makes a lot of sense because You know, Carl's kind of the central point here. You got his father, and then you got Michonne, who we know has made best friends with Carl, uh, as we saw, like, back when he was trying to get Judith a a, a crib or whatever. Right. They they had some really good moments there. So that makes a lot of sense to package them, and it makes me wonder, how are they going to package some of these other character stories?
1: Yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be fine by me, like we discussed, if they did the first half of the season, and maybe even a little bit more, where, you know, this is the episode where we find out what happened with the bus, and this is the episode where we find out what happened to Tyrese, and, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe have one or two survivor groups you focus on until you bring them all back together and in focus. Yeah. Um, because I just feel like it, it, it gives it a little bit more room to breathe. And I, and I didn't find that the cutting back to Michonne was a pacing problem because it felt like... It felt like the Rick and Carl story was basically three acts, and the Michonne stuff fit in between those. It was almost like a nice little intermission before we got to the next uh, development between Rick and Carl. So to me, it's like I don't know what we had gained um, because I would have thought that one comic book would have been enough material for 45 minutes of television. But it turns out it wasn't, Hmm. Um, you know – and and if there if there wasn't that ten minutes of Michonne in there, number one, the Michonne stuff was really good. Uh, and number two, if there wasn't that there, they really had to pad it out with you know Carl fucking around some more. And I don't know that the episode would have been ser- would have been well served with that. Yeah.
0: All right. Anything else you want to talk about?
1: Uh, no. Excited to get the uh, see what everybody else thought about it. Um, seems like the just gauging off Facebook, it was generally positive. Oh, yeah. uh, I didn't. I don't think it was uh, – anybody else will try to say it's the best season premiere or mid season premiere th- that we've ever had. But, uh, you know, it uh, seemed like a solid episode. Yeah, same here. I liked it a lot. All right, uh, why don't you take us out? Well, we want to know what you think. Uh, you can send that information into to us at uh, watchingdead at baldmove.com, and we will consider your feedback for our full-length episode that we'll be releasing on Tuesday – Uh, Late Tuesday evening, probably, Um, and uh, you can follow Jim on Twitter. Uh, We always do uh, live tweets on the show night on Sunday nights uh, at Bald Move, and you can follow me on Facebook.com/slash Bald Move for the same. It's a lot of fun. A lot of uh, fun, lighthearted, snarky people, and uh, we have a lot of we have a, a lot of good times doing it. That's all I got. All right. Uh, We are also, uh, just in case you didn't know, in case you're just joining us, we are doing a shit ton of House of Cards. We're dropping like two episodes a day from here until the premiere of season two on Netflix on Valentine's Day weekend uh, that Saturday. I think we're up to episode five. Uh, We'll be releasing six or seven tomorrow, I imagine. Um, so, check that out. I think I was real proud of the work we did. We actually did a ma- marathon of season one uh, last weekend to prepare for the marathon we're going to be doing this Valentine's Day weekend. And I thought it turned out pretty well.
0: Yeah, me too. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back on Tuesday,
1: as Aaron said. And until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron.